geoholic. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> We've got Andre with us this morning. First up, out of the gate. Looking forward to this conversation. Andre, real quick, just to do a self-introduction. Give us your name, who you work for, and kind of what you do. Morning, guys. My name is Andre Luke. I work for Coravate. I'm the CEO of Coravate. And I'm here in Berlin um, at Intergeo with my team and looking forward to meet a lot of people and expose uh, the product to the world. And so, yeah, tell us about what the product is, what's the company? Perfect. So uh, the product is called Vercator and is a cloud platform to process point cloud data. Okay. The, we started a while ago, um, so we are a spin-off from University College of London. We are a, a British company, London-based, and the initial IP was coming out of university focused mainly on registration. And what we found at that time, it was around 2017, was that the, the limitation that people were facing was around how are people going to register the data and not how they're going to capture. Because nowadays with drones and new fancy gear, yeah. you can generate lots of data, lots of points. But the problem is how you're going to register all that data locally in f with your own desktop. Sure. That is the challenge nowadays. <coughs> and so because of that, we developed a new IP, new spe specific IP around registration. And then we went into the cloud where you can use cloud computing and have 100 computers just cranking your data. Okay. And you can do it instead of two weeks of registration, you can do it in six hours or even less. So wow. that's lots of improvements for our customers Huge. in terms of efficiency. Yeah. Then, so this was on the registration side. Then we also created a, a new service on the classification side, so segmentation, classification. Okay. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Um, and since then, we've been applying AI and machine learning to automatically classify everything uh, from a house to power lines and a big um, such of land or aerial mapping, roads, and so on. It has been a really exciting journey so far. And sure. Yeah. So is this a, uh, a patented technology? Yes. It is? Yes. Okay. Okay. And so uh, customers will gather all, the, uh, gather all the data, upload to the your... So customers cloud ser servers and it ma magically happens all up in the cloud and spits out what they want. Yes, uh, kind of. <laughs> that, that is our goal, and our goal is to make um, our users' life as easier as possible. Sure. Want kind of the philosophy is to have a big button saying "Go." Done. Yeah. Okay. That, that is the idea. We don't want settings and lots of complex workflows. We want simplicity. Mm -hmm. And that is our goal. We want our customers to be limited for how much they can scan and capture and not for how much they can process. That is the motor. Okay. okay? And so if you want to get more, more projects, more churn, just get more, more surveyors. This is what your limitation should be mm -hmm. and not how much you, <coughs> you can process. That is the goal. Yeah. And we've been achieving a lot of workflows and interesting use cases where customers just, they are on-site scanning and registering and they are also at the same time uploading to, to the cloud. As soon as they um, leave the, the site, they press go. When they get to the office, the, the data is already registered. So there is no downtime. Oh, and this is where okay. we start shaving time from the whole workflow and get massive improvements sure. everywhere. Yeah, so how does, that, how does it do it? Like, how does it register automatically? So we, um, 
we use the graph network, so the connections between scans the, the, uh, by proximity. Okay. And then we use cloud-to-cloud -cloud, um, registration mm -hmm. because we have a specific um, patent that is around that uh, how we do it. We have two steps. One is kind of a course alignment, and then we have a fine registration, and it gets two millimeter uh, accuracy. Mm -hmm. um, mm. And we get really good results, not just in small projects, because small projects, well, we can compete with other manufacturers. Um, but when you go for big stuff, that's where we really shine. So we, we have projects around 1,200 scans that we've processed instead of two weeks, as I was saying, well, we've done it in less than six hours. So wow. that's really impressive. That is. Yeah. So you mentioned working with surveyors. What if a surveyor wants to set control and, you know, to tighten up the, uh, the point clouds, I guess? Yeah. So that's a really important point because we have a lot of power users. We have quite a, a variety of users, users that are just coming out of straight off out university, they just want uh, an easy life and there's a big button there, press go, done. Or you have the power users um, that they need to feel the control and they really get perfection to that, which you really yeah. appreciate that challenge. So in that case, we have, um, we have the, the targets, we can uh, apply the targets and register based on the targets also. So mm -hmm. that's, that's really, really good. Mm -hmm and can deliver uh, a, better, a better result if needed. So t uh, talk a little bit about the company. How, how, how long has it been around and when, when did you guys start? So it was around 2017. Okay, okay. And uh, go ahead. What was your background? So my background is computer science and machine learning. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, right. Did you have any surveying background? Not at all. Not at all. And this is a really interesting path that when I got here, like I got high, so I started in the company as CTO, and I got there like, wow, what is, the, what is happening here? Like yeah. E57, LAS, LZ, like so many acronyms. I have no clue what people <laughs> are talking about. It took me two years to understand what was going on. And... I don't, I don't think that people should go through the same learning curve, or at least as much as, as long as I had to. And so when I've designed the product, and that we, because we refactored the product, so now we have a really simplified um, UI and product, uh, as I was saying, big button kind of sure, philosophy. Yeah. The idea is that people don't need to go through that learning curve because it's so simple. And actually, we start seeing... Um, like top surveyors that hired more junior people from, for, for their companies. But, and they love Recator just because they don't need to, well, they can get that, that person up and running really, really fast. Mm, sure. All right. That, yeah. Wow. Uh, so what is the business model? Is it a subscription type service or is it a per project? So it's, uh, it's volume based. So volume basically based. it's per million points. Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And this is really an important point that I think that you're raising is uh, we want our customers to understand how much they're going to be charged. And they might not know precisely how much the area that they are covering or like the, the stretch of, of road. or It might get really complex to, because classification, our service is, uh, is applicable to many different use cases. Mm -hmm. But they can set up, they can change the settings, the resolution that they want, yep. and that is always guaranteed. And so they're going to know how many million points they have to process and also how much is going to be the bill. So is there any uh, risk or is there any concern if they, the, it, by that model, then you really got to know 
how many points you're you know you want to get, and you just don't want to, for example, scan everything because it, it, it's a you know it, it matters how much data you're collecting, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. just scan everything and figure it out later. You yeah. got to go in with a okay. Well, my budget is. 700 million points so i need to go and scan and make all the settings to get specifically that amount is that kind of how the idea works we work closely to our customers to to make sure that we deliver success for them so we and we work hand to hand of course there's a lot of coaching and we'll try to understand and support them in order to to achieve that success sure so we adapt really quickly to their to their needs and and so yeah we can change things if, if needed and uh, the website is very user-friendly. It's awesome. Yes. So I'm on it. I'm checking out right now. And okay. It's vercator.com, V-E-R-C-A-T-O-R.com. And it's even got a project calculator. Yes. Which oh, is super nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you can kind cool. of plug in what you think your project's going to entail. And, and very reasonably priced, by the way. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. I'm, I'm like, I'm shocked. Uh, so what else do you want to get out there? What are you excited about? And I think that's a really uh, important point. So... With, uh, with that pricing calculator, we tried to shock the market. Ah, and okay. the idea was, look, we are here to process data as fast as we can. And we don't want the, the pricing to be a barrier. Just use it in anger, try it, and see for yourself how good it is. Right, okay. So, and if you can do an average project of maybe, let's say, 50 scans in less than two hours from the moment that you finish capturing and then you deliver it to your, your customer, well, that's what we can do. And with that pricing, it's just unbeatable. Wow. Uh, it, absolutely, it absolutely is. I mean, and it's by volume then at that point it, for you yes, guys. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we, are but, under, we are seeing around, uh, with that summer discount that we had, yeah. it was around $50 for the whole project, which, oh, registration, wow. which is yeah, yeah, which, unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a game changer. It is, sure. it is, definitely. Well, for I mean, at that level, then, <laughs> I mean, your staff can't look at it for $50, much less to process right. anything. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It really is, really is. Good. Yeah, what, yeah, what else? Anything else you want to get out there or excited about coming up? Or? Yeah, so we have also important to understand on the philosophy of the product. It kind of is to be um, a whole workflow on the platform, so overcated.clouds. Uh, and the idea is to be a one-stop shop. So okay. you import your data. Doesn't matter in terms of uh, doesn't matter the, the format of the point cloud. For us, a point cloud is a point cloud. Mm -hmm. And then you can register. You can unify it. You can then classify it, and then you can export it if you want, or you can just share with your customer the link that they can access and see the data. Mm. So and that's how we can achieve two-hour processing time for the whole project. And that, that, is, that is game changer for the customer. As, as long as they stay in the platform, they can shave off lots of time. Right. Of time. right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And talk about the support, the customer support. Oh, the customer support is, is great. So we are all the time like, getting uh, in communication with, with customers. Sometimes they don't get, to get, get in contact with us. I, I mean, they're not uh, raising uh, support tickets. Yeah. Actually, we are getting back to them and asking, oh, how is it going? Is the project okay? Can we get any feedback? Is there anything that you don't like that mm -hmm. we can improve for okay, you and yes. make it even more efficient? It yeah. is really important. We, well, we are, we are still a small company looking forward to, to grow. And the idea here is we need to be humble and understand everything is going to, be, uh, is going to have a way to be, to be better. How can we be better? How can we support our customers in yep. a better way? And that's what we are here for. Yep. yep. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, Andre, really appreciate you stopping by. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been great, yeah, great thanks to meet for everything. You. Yeah. Very excited about your product here. Yeah, look Perfect. forward to it. Yep. Thank you. All right, we've got Neil with us next up Neil, this morning. Yeah. They're, they're fast and furious. Uh, yeah, we ran into Neil yesterday. Uh, everyone said, hey, you have to talk to this guy, and he was nice enough to give us a couple minutes. So uh, real quick, introduction, you know, name, who you're with, what you do, and uh, take it from there. Uh, Neil Vansans kind of uh, probably described mostly as an industry veteran at this time. That's, That's what I heard, yes. <laughs> Great description. It's, uh, yeah, you kind of wither when you hear that. You know? And I've been coming here since the mid-'80s. And, wow. and I guess it's, so I guess it's true. We've been coming man and man and boy kind of thing. So, and and, and I got here originally. I uh, I was working with uh, with Leica. I became a management board member at Leica until 2002, I guess. Um, and then shortly after that, I, I did some consultancy briefly, and I started my own company called Altus, which some people will Altus, will, yep. rem- will remember. Yep. It's the first uh, integrated cell phone UHF, which all sounds very uh, old hat, now. right? But at the time, it was it was kind well, of especially at a place like this, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then I moved from there. I, that company merged with Septentria, and I became VP of Sales at Septentria uh, until January of this year, and then I retired out and became more active <laughs> doing, <laughs> right. doing my funny own. how that happens yeah isn't that funny doing, doing my own business but, <laughs> but it's been a great career in this industry it's a wonderful industry uh, you've met a lot of people in it you know yeah. already sure right. and it's a hard it's very addictive you can't uh, you can't get away from it really because I think within this environment everything you do between companies is relationship based so you form relationships you're in the relationship whether you absolutely you, you know products come and go yeah right relationships remain if they had any value in the first place they remain and, and so i my relationships remain despite the fact that uh, i don't really i certainly don't have a product to sell but uh, i i now help other people sell yeah. their well products. you're the product well yeah yeah now in, you're this, the product. in, in this context i'm the product yeah, yeah I'm exactly. the, it's my it's my company and I, I divide my company into I have four areas of, of kind of business, right? So one is uh, business development, and so I help some country, companies, not countries, <laughs> work on that. I'll have to get that on a shot. Um, get into markets or expand their, their reach into markets by finding new customers. And at the top end of that, it becomes strategic partnerships. And, and I kind of prefer that end than door-to-door kind of selling. I don't, right. don't really do that. But... But uh, opening the gateway into strategic partnerships is a good thing. And I have two companies in that area. That's GeoNet, who you probably know. That's a, a, a company that's uh, reapproaching the base station correction mm. market. Okay. So we can go into that more if you want later. I work with Talisman, who make antennas, a Canadian-based company. Yep. Fabulous growth rate. And probably the broadest range of antennas for precise positioning that are available. So they're pretty cool. So... That's good. And then I do uh, some, org- that's business development. I do organizational development. So I'll go and work with the company to try and w- not actually sell their products, but help them to shape themselves in order that they can sell products. Sure. Okay. So, um, and that can be a big job or, or, a, or a small job. And then I do some M&A stuff yeah. when, when people need that. That's kind of an extension of the strategic partnership thing in the, right. in the beginning. But it's one of those things that you can't mm-hmm. talk about too much. But one, I think, that's going to be very big. If not for me, certainly for the industry, I think we're approaching that point where 
there'll be more changes in the, of ownership within the industry. We've seen Trimble Ag Division get sold to Agco. We've seen CNH buy Hemisphere. We've seen Topcom buy Satel. You know, there's actually, so it doesn't sound very much when each one of those happens. Actually, you look at the horizon. You, mm, I think there's quite a lot more. More, more consolidation. There's more consolidation. Um, and probably disposal. You know, there are companies who are recognizing that divisions they've got don't really match the growth rates that they've uh. promised their shareholders, and so they're better off in a different portfolio, so they'll move those, move those out. That, yeah. that will happen. Yeah. And then I have a fourth area of business, which is really just supporting buddies like, like Raymond at Atgloss oh, yeah, and some, yeah, other, yeah. some other companies who, who I think should be more established in the marketplace or, or, or can do a lot more than they're, they're currently doing. And... and, and Basically, I just do that for fun. So I have one group that's really great. They, uh, they make uh, a computer vision and AI products that sit behind scan data, enable the semantic description, a definition and identification of, of product to speed. Yeah, we collect a lot of data now. Sure, yeah. You know, data collection, data. we're really efficient at that. Man. Yeah. We collect data. <laughs> yeah. there, there becomes a problem. So what you've got to do is then ship it into something where you can actually understand what it is, manipulate it, use it, and move it on to, to something else. So I, and that's just, that's a fun project for me because it's people I've worked with, sure. young guys who, who can at least ask me my opinion and then avoid using it. Yeah, yeah so I think <laughs> if I let them. you just kind of answered what the question I was going to ask you. Um, right now, like you said, we can collect a ton of data and in a variety of different ways. Uh, do you see then that the software is now catching up to that, you know, that massive amount of data and the ability to process it? Uh, I mean, it, you know, I'm not, it's not an area in which I am really expert. And I, my gut feeling is that software is still some way behind being able to automate the capture and identification of semantic data in order to then use it for different purposes downstream of the initial capture. Usually there's a focal point for the initial capture, but they capture too, a lot more data. Don't necessarily classify the data, so it's not easily uh, retrievable afterwards to use for something else. We captured all light poles, but we didn't capture the drain covers, you know, and how do we go back and right. bring them? But if that was automated in process, then that would all be a lot easier to reuse the data. And I, I think that will happen. I think nobody's throwing this data away, so you can right. always go back to it. But that's what everybody away. sells is, oh, you can, if you're going to go here, you can capture this, and you also get everything else, so why not do that? But if you're not actually doing anything with it, going right. back years later and right. <laughs> trying to go back and classify, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really difficult. It, it seems just, like a step that they're not counting on. It's the, the, the analog equivalent would be, go, you go back to a notebook that you wrote three years ago and try and, try and find, what were, those, what were those notes about? I, right. you, know, you don't remember, right? And I think it's tr true even with digital data that you get the same kind of problem. You can't identify the objects. Because at the moment, they just sit there as a, not even a shape, but a, a partial cloud, right? And it's right. hard to tell yep. whether it was a door handle or mm. something else. And yep. uh, it becomes awkward. So, so data management, I think, is a big, a, a big area that the industry will move forward in mm -hmm. in, the, in the future. Because I, I, I think the, the, the product definition, I, I used to get a company who's producing digital data, they do it for a specific purpose, and uh, those purposes will grow. Yeah, yeah, and then artificial intelligence is going to play a, a huge really role in that. Really huge, really yeah. huge. So the people who are on top of that are the people who are going to make, uh, yeah, oh, bring the biggest efficiencies to the use of data in the future. Yeah, 
Yeah, so who's going to get left out in this next 10 or 5, 10 years? Like you said, some of this consolidation, the guys that aren't jumping on the AI wagon. What else do you see that aren't uh, catching up? Well, I think there's, we, we're coming to a point where we you know, consumerize a lot of technology. and that's you know, We've been able to say that for probably quite a long time, but it becomes more and more true. I mean, you see here over 70 different brands of GNSS product. Right. Much of it is actually the same product. Same, yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. You know, it, it, yeah. It's a bit of an ICL. It can't last yep. kind right. of thing. It just, yeah. it just can't happen. And what will happen is that... Uh, one way or another, those people who manage to drive successfully into volume verticals will be the ones will be the ones who dominate. But it won't be driven by the underlying uh, GNSS technology. It will be driven by who manages the user application mm. and the user interface better, uh, and then that's where the value added is. Yeah. So if everyone's got the same guts. It's who can yeah. present it the best is who's going who's gonna to survive. Because you, you, you get, you know, chipsets now that, that GNSS products are built from, yeah, one of the major manufacturers' cost prices is less than five bucks a unit you know, <laughs> for, a, for a high precision That's crazy. unit. And they sell <laughs> over two million units a year. And, and, and therefore, it's kind of pervasive. So you'll build, you'll build a product around that because yeah. it's the lowest unit cost that you can, you can get hold of. And you know that you can add the value somewhere else and, and then make, make the money and penetrate the market. You yeah. don't need to spend the money on the research for the modules. So you said you've been coming here for how many, to this event yeah, for how I many years? I can't remember, but mid-80s. So we're coming up for 30 years, 40 years. 40, 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> I, was, I was telling myself. I think, Neil, you skipped a decade there. there. I never go to math. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine what, like, the changes you've seen yeah. in that course of that time. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I dread to think. <laughs> um, and when I first came, we were talking about the first electronic theodolite total station type products. Those were awesome. things moved on. I mean, I, I was involved in uh, buying uh, Syrah for Leica, which was the oh, first yeah. step into the laser scanning yep. market. Yep. Yep. You know, you think this huge, great big black box with yes. a single pixel uh, device, and, and we were the only people who really had anything like that. But now, you walk around and 70% of the surveying today is done by either an airborne or a, or a terrestrial right. scanner. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the actual proportion of sales taken by total stations and things like that, and GPS for that matter, uh, has gone down mm. considerably. Not that necessarily the unit volume has gone down on those products, but the, the volume of work being done is done by, by another method. Yep. And, and that's changed the complexion of the industry. That's why we sit here talking about data management. Right, yeah. Because yeah, you wouldn't have to talk about data management if you capture it with a total station. There wouldn't be that much. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, <laughs> your problems would be, did I code that a tree or a bush? <laughs> you know, that's, that's a, so that's really, and that really kind of typifies it. You know, yeah. That's, that typifies it. Yeah, yeah. But it's an amazing thing. I mean, we come from that basic philosophy that uh, the most... What, what every object that you, you can see is it's only discrete truly discrete thing is where it is and from that tiny piece of philosophy comes stems a whole information management system and the underpins the uh, the survey industry yeah and not just the survey industry but it, it's logically extended into design and gis and mm. all the other adjacencies which were peripheral i mean gis was 
when I first came, it was kind of a, oh, that looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. What's that Mr. Dangerman doing with that PC? Yeah. <laughs> he did have a PC-based system. I like it. We had System 9, which was based on some yeah. some huge deck machine or something like that. You know, yeah. it was, uh, I can't remember. I was, I was involved with that as well. But... Um, yeah, and that's probably one of the most amazing rises is that whole ecosystem of data management products, and I think Esri AutoCAD typifying typify that. Oh yeah, so they wouldn't have been here in the eighty in eighty five, but yeah. by ninety yeah. they were they were here, and yeah. in the nineties they started sharing a booth with like and then then that didn't kind of work out, so they they moved on and do it a different way, but. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating times. Yeah. How, how has this technology changed the business as a whole? Because I'm thinking back, like that scanner, that original scanner you mentioned. I remember that thing yeah. cost. How much did that cost? 150 grand. 150 grand. Yeah. And it was like this hundred pound. Like I don't know how much it weighed, but it took oh, yeah. like two people two boxes, to get it up. A couple yeah. of camels. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen it go through the. Actually, the camel marks the the the, the trajectory of the development of the business because for the high high precision. Theodolites like a T4 in the old days. I mean, yeah. that was also in three or four boxes. You had to put, yes. on, a, yes. put on a camel. Then the scanner comes. You have to three or four boxes. You put that on a scanner. Yeah. So who's going out of business with the camels? You know, that's, yeah, that's everything, right. Everything's reduced. <laughs> everything is reduced. Yeah. It takes uh, less to do more. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I'm also interested in the, the part of what you're doing now, the, the organizational development. Kind of something that comes up on the show a lot is uh, – surveyors and then the, the people in this space are really good at say, collecting data, doing all the things. They're really poor at managing business and understanding how yeah. to manage a business and how to have a structure in a company. Talk a little bit about well, what you, of, you provide is, in yeah, that space. I, uh, well, a couple of things before I do that. Uh, just to, while I think about in the background, I'll talk about the in the foreground. The, you said that GIS was a business that arose more or less out of survey, right? But right. Surveyors yeah, let a good business like yep. yeah slip away. Oh, yeah, we I, that we, we talk, talk about, about that, that all the time. Yeah. There was a I, I, there was a point. Surveyors are more interested in data capture than data management, and the values in data management. Not, you know, we just try and right. cut our own throats. Yeah. Right. Uh, capturing data and doing it cheaper and cheaper all the time until, yep. you know, if if ten people are bidding on a contract, one of them uh, does it at a loss. And you have ten contracts. You guarantee that every one of the contracts is is, is done at a loss. So right. surveyors yeah. cut themselves out of out of business and didn't do, do a great movement there. Yeah. So no, no, for me it's more of a um, that's more of a management consultancy type type of role. So I'll go into business and I'll coach on leadership. I'll, I'll coach younger people going through through the process, and we'll set up structures within a company that just make it more efficient. I don't work so much on the survey side, but on the distribution okay. of, of survey products uh, and, right, okay. uh, and manufacturing through to, through to distribution. So the actual survey side, I, it's a long time since I did that. I did do that before I joined Live. Yeah. That was my, my job. Yeah, I, well, don't, don't I, do that I was curious, what, uh, what was your original background and how did you no, first I did, get in? I did in a master's degree in surveying at University College London and then I did... Uh, <laughs> And then I went to work for uh, um, I went to work for like a short. I went to work as Lancer there, and, and I did that for a few years. And uh, which is that's I mean it's great fun, and I can understand exactly why why people just get addicted to it and do it. And, never, and spend thirty or forty years. You know, we used to we send people to Saudi and Qatar and places like that, and they'd be there for five or six years. They'd come home for a month, a year, and then they'd just go back again. Make piles of cash, and they'd find a place to party when they were over there. And yep. it was, 
that was the life at that time. And now yeah. we now we don't tend to, they tend to be those jobs don't tend to be done by surveyors out of Western Europe anymore. Right. They, they tend to be done by locals or, sure. or people yeah. who are more efficient. Yep. Right, right. So that's a big change in the industry also. Yep. So when you look back on your career, and you've had a great career, it's been very rewarding, obviously, and you're very well respected in the industry. What were some of the keys to, uh, to your success? Wow. I think um, the, the, one, the, the thing that stands out in an early, early phase is one of the, the CEOs of then Leica was a guy called Marcus Rao, and he made all of his... I was running the UK at the time, and he made everybody spend a certain amount of time, like 25% of your time. You weren't really supposed to be running a company. You were with, with clients, understanding the client's problem. Not how he did his surveying, but what were the problems in his business and how did that business progress forward. So, and I think learning that lesson was really, really kind of key. If you can, if you can focus on where, how you solve that problem for the customer, and how you use product to solve that problem or, or service or whatever it is. And then you can encourage then other people to do it. Then you have a way of bringing benefits to your client customer's business. You can make them more successful working with you. And learning that lesson was probably the first, hmm. first thing that got me over an initial, initial kind of hurdle. And that was, that was, that was good. I, I enjoyed that. The next thing was you know, never grow an ego on someone else's money. I mean, that's no. I love that's that. Right. Okay. Just, write that down. That's, that's, uh, that's always a good thing. You can, it's very easy to become a big guy, but it's very easy to become a small guy quickly afterwards too. So, right, so right. A little humility goes a long way. Absolutely. In uh, in increasing your ability to understand other people's situations. Sure. I think. Yep. Do a lot that's of listening, right? Thing. Yeah. A lot of yeah. listening. Yeah, don't listen to the sound of your own voice. It ain't that great. <laughs> well, talking to two guys who <laughs> yeah, do it all the time, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you don't go home and listen to your own podcast. Today. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> it's the last thing no. I want to do, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, wrapping up here, what, what are you excited about going forward? Uh, I mean, I know you're going to come here for, forever, right? Uh, what are you excited well, about I, in the industry? It's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Well, I, I, let me go back to something. I'll, pu- I'll push something I'm actually working on at the moment because it's an exciting project. So I like uh, the GeoNet project. That's a project where you, where you take uh, a low-cost infrastructure, you know, financed by the people who buy base stations. They get paid for providing the data into the GeoNet Geo, Geo uh, network. And allows a subscription price to be very low. Why do I like that? Because it kind of democratizes the availability of accuracy. So you get a very low cost for the correction, and that matches the lowering of the cost of the rovers. Because if you think about it, it's kind of crazy. You see this price war with rovers. They go down mm-hmm. and down and down. Mm-hmm. I can get you. I can walk out of here and get you a rover for 150 bucks. <laughs> well, if I can get a rover for 150 bucks. Why would you pay fifteen hundred dollars for the for the RTK correction? You won't do it, will you? Right. Yeah. So, but as so as we move positioning into products and, and lawnmowers is a big push at the moment. All the manufacturers love to put their GNS products into lawnmowers, robotic <laughs> lawnmowers. Well, the bill of materials for lawnmowers is two or three hundred dollars. They sell for seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. They're not going to pay fifteen hundred dollars for an RTK correction, but they do want RTK. They are buying RTK, so they're going to look for lower, look for ways to lower the price of that. So I think the GeoNet initiative is a great initiative, and I put a lot of 
time and effort into that. Actually, it'd probably be a good idea if you could do a podcast with Mike Horton, the guy who developed do it. He's a, he's a cool guy. He's developed a lot of INS technology stuff. He's developed a silicon fog gyro, which he's got, got here, which is very mm. groundbreaking. Low really? cost, high accuracy, really high accuracy. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be working in that environment and trying to bring those things to the market because I think it's tremendous social benefit. You know, you know the efficiencies that you get through accuracy. You know you right. can produce more food at lower cost, right? right. That, yeah. kind, that kind of thing. Those are social benefits. So if we're at the stage where we can produce products that bring social benefits, then I think that's a fun thing to be involved with. Absolutely. So enjoy that. Yeah. So that's a good wrap-up. I think so. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's great. And I'm looking at the GeoNet website right now, and I, I, I mean, this, this is amazing. And I, I like the business model with the tokens. Yeah. Great. This is because everybody who has a base state is an owner, basically. Yeah, yeah. become right. an owner. But tokens are shared like a share. But yeah. it's only a foundation that's based on the value of its tokens. So yeah. you hold the tokens, you're a shareholder. Yeah, I think I'm in trouble for saying that. But, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. financially, but it, but it's true, and it's a completely different model, and that's the kind of exciting. That's the interesting thing about it, you know. Yep. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Geonet.com, by the way. Nice. nice. Well, sir, we appreciate your time. Deal. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Well, I wonder what we're going to talk about next time. Uh, I think we we'll could go on. I think yeah. you, you hit on about four more episodes yeah. for us yeah. that we can really dive into but we really appreciate you, st- appreciate yep. you stopping by yeah it's a lot of fun yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks thanks guys safe travels thanks bye oh man this is gonna be a good one we're back we are back <laughs> uh, I can't keep up this morning I know I know but when you when you catch up with a nice friend it's yep. good to have him on yeah absolutely yeah everybody listening is gonna recognize this voice that's for sure uh, real quick let's do some self introductions and Elaine I'm gonna let you go first just name you know, who you're with obviously everybody's gonna know and what you do anybody tell who it is yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Elaine Ball, founder of Elaine Ball Limited, marketing and sales consultancy for the geospatial industry and survey profession, and also co-founder of Get Kids Into Survey. Who's One of our favorites. Fo- who's the other founder? Ellie. She, oh, she helped yeah, me with yeah, okay. the Get Kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guess I didn't yeah. realize that. Uh, cool. And go ahead. This is Paula, and now I work with Elaine, marketing and sales specialist with her. And I just started in this industry, which is super crazy. Uh, American, raised in Venezuela, live in Spain now, so a little bit from everywhere, everywhere so I love it. Nice. Nice. How, long, uh, how long have you been in this industry? How long? Uh, Two months. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. <laughs> Very That's new. Great. That's great. outside. Yeah. You need a uh, bit of new blood. So yeah, yeah. An outsider. Yeah. Crazy is sure. a good uh, a good way to say it, especially at places like this. <laughs> crazy good. Crazy yeah, good. crazy good. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, well, it's obvious why you're here, because Elaine is running around like a chicken with her head cut of off. I've seen her everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So you're manning the booth, and uh, Elaine's doing what Elaine does. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So tell, how, how has your experience been so far? This is not your first Intergeo, obviously. No. I've been coming to Intergeo for about 15 years. Wow, wow, yeah. So with MDL Crazy. days, pre, pre-Lane Ball Limited days, so that was yeah. 2012 before that with MDL and the stuff. But we, because we were mainly mining and, and hydrography, we didn't really do land survey, so this was more wow. of a fun place to find out what was going on. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but now it's the main thing. I mean, these guys at Intergeo are just fantastic. The support is just amazing. Yeah. And I love got a lot of friends here oh yeah i'm sure you do yeah. <laughs> this is your first time here though it's our yes, first time yes and how, how are you guys experiencing it? it 
absolutely uh, love it. Yeah, amazing, amazing. It's yeah. been great. Well, yeah. Welcoming. You've got a big stand as well. Yeah, great location, right by all the media folks. So yeah, is, yeah. No complaints whatsoever. Yeah. So I got a few things I'll make sure we talk about. So first of all, let's talk about Get Kids in a Survey. Yeah. Um, talk about any changes that have taken yeah. place. Uh, I know there's Get Kids in a Survey West Coast now, of course, with Trent. Yeah. And kind of what's, what's the plan with that? Okay, so... I don't know if you saw my interview on Ingeo TV last year, so this time last year, Ingeo. I always, when I say things and I want to do it, I do it. I don't just say it, it's got to be done, but I'm very impatient. (laughs) So it's like, need to get on with it. So um, last year I said, right, I'm going to do, we're going to franchise it. And I spoke to about 10 people that I knew would be interested, Trent being one of them. Mm And um, that started off, we did like a pre, at, at Triple Dimensions, we actually did the mm-hmm. photographs like we'd signed, but we oh, didn't yeah. actually officially sign until March because the lawyers get involved and they want to go through sure. all the stuff. Yeah. So we launched it, they signed, and now he's flying. So he's launched the first poster uh, for West Coast. So he's taken 13 mm-hmm. states. And the whole point of it is it gets it local, globally. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the, that's the common theme okay. that's coming out of all this yeah. at the moment. Um, so, yeah, so as he's gained traction, so we've got the West Coast, we've got 12 sponsors for that poster. That's going out via XYHT, who have been amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's going out to 22,000 people. Um, and also it's getting distributed at Trimble Dimensions this year. Cool. Oh, so, great. And Trimble's been great. They've given free access to get into Trimble, again, Dimensions, which yeah. is good because it's very expensive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, brilliant. So I'm really excited. Trent, Heather, um, Tyler, they've just been ace, Lisa. So really Really pre- pleased with them and proud, actually. Yeah, um, I'm proud to you know be working alongside Trent. So yeah, yeah, I just recently signed up to be a brand ambassador for them. Yeah, which is separate, I guess, from yes. being a well, brand no, ambassador. Well, no, actually, it's not. Is that? It's still you go on the same map. It's the same thing. Okay, and uh, Heather was responding to me, so obviously Heather's very involved with this yes. now. Yes. Yeah, very and cool. To be honest, um, I said to Trent, you know, you're the guinea pig. You're the first franchisee. Right. Yep. Um, and we've got, I mean, Aaron's done a fantastic job with the operations manual. You know, that's all like, it's all online. It's, it's just superb. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they've been great. You know, we've got good, good communication. We meet every week, you know, every two weeks, actually, yep. we go through stuff. There's a reporting system. And, and actually, you know, it's, it's brilliant. So the next one that's coming on, we've got another one for the States. Um, I'm just hoping they had a meeting with their big company who owns them um, the other day so um, fingers crossed it gets signed off and they'll, awesome. they'll uh, look after they'll be the next one nice that's, that, that, that's exciting yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 definitely so and it's gonna be good because the whole point is it lo- we can we can't do things localized at a global scale so it's like this is the way we're going to do it and yep. this, it was this the next will scale step. yeah and the thing is with the it's a business model so it makes money because nobody's going to take the franchise on if it doesn't make money. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about it, and like I've talked to loads of people like with Trent and that, the money that he gets, he says, well, it's great because I can do more outreach. I can mm-hmm. go to more schools. I can right. yeah. hire someone else to go and do that. Sure. So, and when we originally thought about this, we were like, we spoke to the accountant and the lawyer, should we make it a charity? You know, and he's like, no, 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 just make good money and use that money for a good cause. Yeah. So I'm like, survey, yeah. survey, 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 survey. Yeah, it's genius. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and on that note, let's talk about the Marketing Academy yes. a little bit. What's going on there? Okay, so lockdown was amazing for us. So we do a couple of cool things. So the first thing is I was always trying to find marketing and salespeople for my business at MDL. So um, I could never find. The only person I could find was Kevin Corbley, who I now <laughs> do talking, oh, yeah. speaking of gigs with. 
and um, I had to train lots of people in the world of geospatial and survey what do the different techniques mean and all this sort of stuff and I was like they're charging me a fortune what the hell's going on here so we set up Elaine Ball um, as an agency so we do lots of agency work you know we implement the marketing strategies and all this and then of course we do I did workshops so I did a lot of workshops and training on the sales and marketing side and then lockdown came along and of course for me it was great because there was no international travel so I wasn't jet lagged of course oh, yeah. And, but everybody was like, Elaine, how do I find customers online? How do I, am I doing something right? Because I'm doing all these posts and I'm doing all this content, but it doesn't work. And like, at the end of the day, marketing is a process. So it's like, huh. So I started doing all these workshops and I was repeating myself. And I thought, why don't I just put this online in an academy mm-hmm. and teach people the how-to? Yep. So we have now 55 students in GMA. And um, I'm now getting more and more questions um, from people saying, can you help me with pricing strategies? Can you help me with people development? You know, all the soft skills are quite difficult as well. Um, But I mean, the success we've had, I mean, um, you'll know Stuart uh, from uh, Dioptra. He's doing really well at the moment with stuff. And he's like, Elaine, oh my God, look at this post. It's gone crazy. And it's all about changing your mindset, getting out of your head and actually thinking about what the customer wants. Sure. Mm. Nothing to do with you. Don't sell them a survey. Don't sell them a product, whatever. Just get out of your head and think about them. So, um, yeah, we've had some really good success stories. Storm Geomatics in the UK, nice. Dioptra. Um, you've seen them on YouTube. Um, so this is really cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so then going back to the pricing stuff and we have now thinking the next launch is going to be more advanced um, mm. for business not okay. just marketing and sales. Yep. So because it's a natural progression. Yeah, and they're yep. all linked because if you, you can have a really good marketing strategy and a plan, but if you haven't got the people to do it, you can't always rely on us. Only, we're only a team of seven, you know, and sure. our subbies, we've got 10, 10 subbies, eight subbies, whatever we have. And it's like, that's the next stage. So we want to train people so that they can have these people in-house. And people, the soft skill of people management is hard, yes. as we know. Yeah. That's why we've got Kick and Civi. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So where does uh, Paula fit into all this? Paula, do you want to? Well, my background is in sales. Uh-huh. Um, that's how I met Elaine. So that's what I'm helping her with, just you know, growing the revenue of the company, going out there, finding new businesses that we can help. Um, I love this because I see the need in the industry of learning about marketing and how to get out there. Sure. And going to get the business, so that's what I'm going to be helping with, and it's been great so far. Two months, and it's been great. So what? What's the first? You know, what's the first do or the first, the top two things you should always do from a marketing perspective? That you know, what's the thing that you tell people all all the time? What's the top two things? Number one, who think about who your best customer is, right? Wouldn't you like more of that type of customer? Profitable, nice to deal with. So get you, understand your buyer. That's your number one thing okay. to sort out. The other thing is, especially for surveyors, stop trying to do everything. Mm. Says me, who does lots of things. <laughs> right. Yeah, <it's> like you. <laughs> yeah, so again, everybody tries to do a, a bit of everything. Focus on something that you're really, really good at and become really well known about that subject. <laughs> It's difficult because yeah. you're getting, say that you're doing building work and stuff like that, staking out, setting out in the UK, you know, um, but you know it's good money, but then you want to do aerial LIDAR or you want to do something completely different, but you know that's more profitable. And this is the issue because like, which ones do you juggle? Which ones do you go for? And sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith, but start building that momentum. So yeah, that would be my two top takeaways. Okay. And yeah. you know, you've got like so much to 
glean from, you know, just from your, all your experience and everything like that, now bringing Paula on board. I mean, this is heading in a really, really good direction, obviously. Yeah, it is. Um, on the business side, you know, starting to transition into that more, and I'm not sure how it is in the UK, but in the States, I mean, surveyors are not good business people. All of the world are not. That and, is true. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, <laughs> there is so much. The market for what you can do yeah. there is just massive. Yeah. Uh, it's just getting surveyors to admit that they're not good business people yeah. and they need that help. Yeah. But it's interesting. So, GMA and the Geospatial Business Academy, when that's launched, that is do it yourself. But you see, because majority of survey companies are small, they've yeah. got to juggle multiple tasks. Mm. So, that's a time factor issue. But they learn the process because the process that we share in GMA is the same process we do for our agency. So any clients that we take on board, we follow the same process. So, but also what's really, really interesting is you can tell who's going to do well in business because they're dedicated. So they take GMA on because I'm not there whipping them over the head to get stuff done or my team. And the ones that do well are doing it. And then, and you can see that's why they're busy, or the ones that are not doing well are not doing it, and you can see that's why their business is suffering. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't focus. There's no, sure. there's no discipline. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think you nailed it right there. Right. Yeah. Surveyors yeah. are so, like, I think for the most part, ADD, you know? Yeah. It's hard for them to focus because they're juggling 12 things at any given time. You know, okay. it's just hard to, hard to incorporate that discipline and be focused. They are not taught business, they're, they're taught surveying. Sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So they're not Agreed. business people. That's yep. what we're here for. Yeah. To yep. help them with that. Yeah. Yeah. But you should see my dad. My dad multitasks. I mean, it was funny the other day. Graham came from our old business. Um, he now works with Carlson Software, and uh, they were just reminiscing. And yeah. thank God my dad had Graham because he made the equipment. He made all the mining stuff and the, the mobile mappers, and you know, oh, yeah. he designed it. And, it, and, it, and my dad used to be a bugger for going into the R&D department and, and like doing stuff and I used yeah. to have my spies to come up because <laughs> he'd change direction and I'm like I know where I get it from now yeah. so you know but that's his mind he's like yeah. you know crazy yeah well, and that's what you know makes or allows surveyors to be successful is the ability yeah. to do that you know and manage 12 things at once it's not for everybody that's but they sure. do say multitasking is not actually a thing you can't actually do more than one thing at one time like you yeah. think you're doing more but you're actually being incredibly inefficient <laughs> yeah. your mind cannot actually you can't yeah. say and have two conversations at the same time you can only do one and you have to remember that is what what they say so having conversations with the three people in my head and this one is not impossible that is why you are who you are <laughs> Uh, so what else are you guys excited about? What uh, what do you see going forward? Uh, more more franchise franchises yeah, and franchises. get kids, more businesses to help and do great great, great marketing things. Yeah, is so I think the, the three things that well, there's four things because also we haven't talked about <laughs> the gaming side. But yeah, yeah, yeah. two yeah. seconds on the gaming. But um, yeah, I think the franchisees. So anybody wherever they are in the world, reaching out and let's talk so we can get this moving at a local level. So that's mm -hmm. the big thing. Um, we are going to be exhibiting at Geo Week. We're going to have a uh, Get Kids and Survey booth, but we're also going to have an Elaine booth for the first time ever at Geo Week. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. So we're actually going to so go how are you going to be Yeah, so then, then you are, have to physically be in two places at the same time. Well, no, because actually the, the people at Geo Week have actually put us opposite each other. Oh, so nice. Trent's going to come over. I'll have some team members come over. Nice. Um, Paula, Amy. Amy's from Toronto, so she used to work in Survey. She's done a lot of work with building, building Point people. So I'm going to bring a brilliant content girl, so awesome. awesome content girl. So uh, 
yeah, so that's new. That's really new. Um, that's gonna, we're going to build on that. And I just need to sort of just let it ingrate, get it into the skin <laughs> next year yeah. and not add anything else new on there yeah. too much. I think that's the big we'll thing. We'll keep you it. accountable for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to. Uh, all right, real quick before we wrap up, you said gaming. Gaming. So, so again, last year um, I said on Interview TV that I'm going to get it franchised and for get kids, and I'm going to get it into Minecraft. Okay. And of course, I say what I do. I do what I say. So I, um, I managed to get the meeting with them. I had to pitch, do a pitch. They are tough. They are tough. I'm a very open person, and I don't don't need to hide anything I've never that's my dad's way my we always just say what we think sometimes people like it some people don't sure um, I've already been told a few times by Minecraft I need to not speak too much about it so um, okay not quite sure why I think it's just the gaming world is quite secretive because sure. other people steal stuff so anyways I can tell you this that we are we've got a few things that we need to do I'm gonna get a committee together so hopefully your listeners, your wonderful listeners, um, might know a few people, key people that would like to be on this committee because we're going to have to raise about 200 grand plus wow. pounds, so maybe 250,000 US uh, more wow. um, to get it built. Hmm. But what I want to do is I want to crowdfund it. So oh, yeah. I want even just the one-man band survey company down the road you know, to even put in a dollar or a euro or mm. a pound. Sure. So they add to it. So this is going to be for the survey because we need to think about the vision of what Get Kids is all about. It's to get it into the lingo. It's to get it into the mindset so people see the branding, people see it, hear it, touch it, all this sort of thing. So game, this game will do it. Now we're speaking to uh, the education department at Minecraft. So it will go in as education that they're going to roll it out in schools. Oh, so that's amazing. It's yeah. going to be in schools. Um, so yeah, so we have to. Then, so I've got a committee to get organised, and then the second thing is um, uh, get it built. So yeah. they've, they've given me three builders to look at, and uh, we will see who's the right fit for us, and um, they will help me navigate the Minecraft world. But I shouldn't be saying Minecraft; it's yeah. gaming. Just say gaming. Gaming. Like, yes, gaming. the gaming world. So the gaming world. So I will. So there's going to be a few things, and when I I know this is going to happen when I start signing documents with them yeah. is, I, I'm going to have to be silent a little bit yeah. aren't I until we get it launched yeah okay That's so exciting we'll take your word that you're going to make it happen and I'll you can't talk it. about it and I know it. you'll know we'll know when you know and you can tell us you can interview me first when it goes live <laughs> that's, that's the, good uh, that door cracked open at Dimensions last year, it didn't did. it? Yeah, right? that's where I remember it having that conversation. That's where yeah. it started. Yeah, so it's exciting. Um, Chris Keating, Pete Large put me in touch with Orlando. Great name. If he lived in Orlando, that would have been even more funny. That'd be funny. Um, so he's he's helped me. He's a Microsoft guy. He's helped okay. me navigate into Minecraft. And the weirdest thing when we're trying to set up the meetings because they're in uh, Seattle. <laughs> Um, he's actually the main guy. He's actually in Belfast in Ireland. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, how weird. And he's done loads of work with the secondary school curriculum, GCSEs. Nice. So, which is a big bonus, too. So he loved it. Nice. It's awesome. Awesome. How about you, Paul? What are you excited about? Just working with Elaine, learning the industry. I sure. think it, I didn't know anything about this industry, geospatial, two months, well, a year ago, that's when I met you. Yeah. Um, and it, I see it, it's very welcoming, everybody's super nice, and there's a lot of things that can be done here. So I'm excited just to learn more, meet more people. Yeah. That's yep. great. Yep. Yeah. You're in the people industry. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People industry. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Guess that's it. Yeah. Thanks for you guys coming by. It's been awesome. Pleasure as always. Good to see you as always. Yep. Great to meet you, Paula. Great to meet you guys. Welcome to the club. Thanks. Thanks. Exciting. Thanks. We've right. got Ray and Hanno with us, and these guys uh, have been on the show before. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they've been a big supporter. We love these guys. First time we got to meet him in person. Yeah, yeah. Ray likes is... to call himself a Geoholics OG and self-proclaimed Geoholics GOAT. So we will let, uh, let, let these guys uh, introduce themselves. Uh, Ray, you go first. Yeah, who yeah. you are, who you're with, what you do. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, uh, I'm the co-founder and owner of uh, Applos BV. You know, I, I was here before. That's why I call, definitely call myself <laughs> the OG. Yeah, it would be my fourth or fifth time. So uh, thank you guys for having us in again. And, uh, yeah, we do software, as you know, and uh, we have some great news. But uh, let my, uh, my partner introduce himself, and then let's talk about all okay. that stuff. I'm, uh, I'm Hanno, and uh, I'm the other founder of Abilos. Um I'm doing the development of, the, of our software, which is called Abglos Ray Wizard. And I mean, that's why yesterday I was walking around in a wizard costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure by now everyone will see the photo that uh, uh, that Kent posted with so the survey good. wizard. Uh, you're, you are talking to the survey wizard. Yeah, I, I'm the I'm the survey wizard. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> and uh, to circle back for those who don't know, these guys are from the Netherlands, and their office is in a ca- actual castle. Yes, yes, it is. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. What a cool place that's got to be to go yeah. to work every day. Yeah, well, definitely. I told you guys, once you come back to Holland, uh, l- let me uh, show you a little bit around in the dungeons. Oh, my God. I've got to see the dungeon in the castle. That's you just, gotta, yeah, yeah it's, on, it's on the bucket list now. And how did, how did you two meet? Oh, that's a good question. This has been a long time. And um, I then was looking for, for a job. And he was working in some municipality. And I had to do my job interview with, with Ray. And Yay! <laughs> and he, said, he said, I'm Hanno. And then I said, it's okay. <laughs> we'll still take you. We'll still take you. <laughs> he only made one good decision in his life, and that, that was hiring me. Box <laughs> Well, all good things happened after that, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so talk about the software and, uh, and what, what it does. What, what, what problems is it solving? Well, actually, it solves a problem that uh, we made land surveying uh, easier. You know, it's like mm-hmm. even non-surveyors can use that kind type of software. You know, just connect and uh, we can connect with every single brand you have. You know, the software even got his, um, uh, the entrip data, which you actually can fill in inside the software. It's just made easy. You know, if they download it from the iOS store or Android store, you know, they can test it for themselves. They have like uh, 2,500 coins, which they can use to start serving for themselves. You know, points, lines, uh, polylines, uh, polygons, stakeouts, uh, everything will be in there, but in the easy way. Mm-hmm. And 5,200 pre-programmed coordinate systems, which makes it Crazy. 10 times easier. Yeah, wow. it took, I think, how long it took you about one year or two years or something, pre-program everything. Uh, we are still in development, but I mean, it's, it's very usable for everyone that wants to land survey. Sure. I mean, you don't have to have studied land surveying and still you are able to use it. Yeah, yeah. So what can you do with it? Like, can you obviously collect points? Can you stake out points? You can You can collect points, lines, polylines, polygons. Okay. Um, you can add text as well. Um, and further, you can also stake out the, the, the same kind of objects. So you can stake out lines, mm-hmm. points, and uh, of course, uh, polygons as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and further, there's like a calculation um, uh, thing inside the, the software where you can just um, calculate, uh, like for example, the area or lines or the amount of points. So you can just calculate and have the answers right away. Yeah, that, I mean that's awesome. I love it. But. When you when you develop a software like that, and I'm sure this you have international users, yeah. do you have to create it in different languages? Uh, yes, yes. Um, we have to to uh, different languages for for sure. There's English and Dutch, but uh, here in Intergeo, uh, there were like uh, Japanese people interested. Yeah. So Ray stole my phone, put the language <laughs> in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even in Japanese, but it took me like half an hour to put the language back. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is it's, it's so intuitive, you can use it in a different language, the yes. app, easier than it is to get your phone back into Dutch. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so who's our, who are your typical users? Everyone that wants to land survey that is not a land surveyor. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, fair if, enough. If, uh, you know, some of the end customers are like uh, 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 amusement parks, uh, event bureaus, uh, uh, from uh, uh, landscapers to, uh, you know, municipalities. But mm -hmm. you know, I, I never knew that so many people use this, you know, the land surveying uh, uh, mm -hmm. equipment and, and just also want to do it for themselves. Sure. That's, that's yeah. So it's like, it's really good for GIS people, right? Uh, as well, but you also have yeah. to think about uh, just the, the ground workers that sure. Uh, for sure are like uh, digging uh, tubes in, in and, yep. and working like Utilities. that. Mm -hmm. And they have to, to measure and to give their revision to, uh, to their clients. So for that, then you don't need the lens of air anymore because you already have the data. Sure. And are people putting the software on like data collectors or their cell phones? How does it run? Um, the apps are in as well the Google Play Store as the the, the App Store of Apple, okay. uh, so they can just download it on on their own tablets, on their own uh, phones, uh, and and start using it. And it's free to download. It's free to download. Um, only uh, what, what Ray was saying, you get like two thousand five hundred coins, so you can test okay. the software, and after that you can work on a time license, or you can work mm. uh, continue working on coins. And it's uh, A-P-G-L-O-S. Yes, correct. Uh, Ray, you said something exciting that, that's happening or is, is coming up. Is there something something you haven't told everybody or, or talk about uh, what, what, what you're excited yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. We partnered up with Bad Elf. Oh, we really awesome. did. We so love Bad Elf. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. So we have the wizard, we have the castle, and now we have the elf. And I think, you know, we've done business before, but now definitely, you know, we signed yeah. a contract, the MOU is there. And, uh, nice. And Congrats. Case, That's exciting news. So, really exciting. so what's the benefit of that partnership? Talk a little bit about oh, that. Oh, wow. Well, you know, the, the, the Flex Mini as well as the, as the Flex itself, yep. you know, it is a certified... Um, uh, connection with uh, with the iOS. So in, as we have the app in iOS, it means that we can make a Bluetooth connection easy. But also, it opened the door a little bit to the American market. Oh, great! You know, partnering up and seeing if the American market, you know, uh, maybe we have to alter a little bit in the in the software itself to make it even easier for the American market. And that's why you know, bad elf came. What can I say? Well, so so you can uh, a, a normal user, just somebody interested in doing some survey, can get some hardware from Bad Elf, connect it to yes. the app, and that's 
pretty much all they need to, to hit the ground and go, right? That's the only thing they need, yeah. And that would get them what kind of accuracy? Uh, a centimeter. Oh. With an RTK network, centimeter yep. accuracy, yeah. Yep, yep. And, and, and well, I know their receivers work with just about every network out there, so yep. uh, yeah, it's awesome. What is, the, what is the business model? You mentioned tokens. How does that work? Um, there are like different things, but in, in first of all, we're a software company. Uh, AppGloss of Wizard is just one of our software packages, and there, there are like two types of uh, licenses. You can just have a time license for, for example, a year, or you can work mm. pay per use. So then every function you use in AppGloss of Wizard uh, costs like, for example, 10 coins, and that will be deducted. If you're not using it, then nothing will be deducted, and you can, if you want, you can wait for 10 years and mm. start working then with your coins. Sure. Ah. Yep, very cool. So wh- what else are you guys excited about? What's the next evolution of the software? Is it, uh, or is it just keep improving, or uh, what's, what's, what's next for you guys? Um, we are now busy with some, some nice things, nice extra functionality, uh, but the next next thing is that we want to put some hot sauce on top of the layout of Abglos of Wizard <laughs> and to make it more spice. Ah, make it more spice. I like it. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know you can like a, a classical version as, as you can see it now. And then, yeah. well, I say modern, but he says spicy, but he has to program it. <laughs> so right. I, I, I myself, I'm even curious about that. <laughs> I, well, when I'm the, the main developer, I can just make up my own code <laughs> You can make up your own code names. I yeah, love that's it. That's true. Uh, so talk a little bit about some of the challenges, maybe. Uh, you know, how long did it take you guys to get to this point? And uh, what, what kind of lessons learned can you say about, uh, you know, going, starting this from an idea to something you pulled off and been very successful with? Yeah, most definitely, idea. you know, in 2011, we, uh, with our company back then, uh, we thought, you know, we needed a, a, a GPS system. So, and I provided most of the brands I could find on the internet and I just forwarded our foremans and some other people that are working for our company and I said, okay, and demonstrate. And after two days, Hanno and myself said, oh, it's... I think a little bit complicated for a non-surveyor to start using that kind of software. And then the idea started, you know, we're entrepreneurs, so what do we need to do? And then the idea came and it developed. And and in 2017, we still did it on a side job from 2011 and 2017. We said, you know, we're just going to do this. So we fired everybody, sold everything, and uh, yeah, we got a castle. We, we got a castle. We got a castle. Yeah. Got a castle. <laughs> Back for it then. We have an absolutely uh, fun, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's really booming business. Right. We do the rebranding, the white labeling, we're meeting a lot of nice people. And it's, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like a roller coaster at the moment. Crazy. It's, it's really, really, really nice. And, and yeah, best job I ever had. I love uh, it. I love, I love it. it. Where, where did the name of the company come from? You, uh, can, you can tell that. Yeah, uh, AppGloss stands for Advanced Positioning Global Software. And okay. we start using the A because if you like have an exhibition, you will always be, You'll on always top. be at the top. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. actually why the, the advanced <laughs> go and then the rest just for. But when up. you do the coding, it's advanced. It's advanced uh, yeah, and right, the coding right, is yeah. advanced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
very cool. Yeah, so yeah, you have to simultaneously say it's advanced and super complicated, but super easy to use. So yeah. you want to be, you know, want to be advanced, but not. Yeah, the complexity we just polished away. It's still there, but in the background, he knows. Yeah, that's that's Hano's problem. Is that's Hano's problem, <laughs> and everyone else benefits. <laughs> Definitely, two hundred percent. Oh man! So how do people find out more? Well, they can visit our website, www.appclass.eu. And And, I mean, there's also like a feature in uh, the software itself. Mm -hmm. When you first download it and register and then you log in, you get like a pop-up where there is like, uh, if you want, the question if you want to uh, see like a tutorial. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you click yes, you come to our YouTube channel and you see like a video of Ray and and me. And uh, that's that's very nice because... You're going to have to talk a little bit more about uh, the, the YouTube videos that you guys do. I mean, wow. uh, I mean yeah. it's gotten a, l- a, little bit of a, a little bit of excitement and activity, I think, right? <laughs> uh, Ray doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can talk about it. But we, we, in like a very easy way, we explain a lot of things in, 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 in land surveying. But also, for example, we build like a GNS receiver from Lego. Uh, you know, start, can, can we do like an RGK or a fix with that? And yeah, that, 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 that was a really a problem because we were doing like a drop t- the test of, uh, with a Lego receiver. So I was standing there and I told them I'm going to drop it at three. So Ray and my son were going to, to shoot it with the, the, the slow-mo camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still at, uh, counting one, two, three. So I dropped it. They both didn't make the shot. <laughs> I said, I said, do you want me to drop it at one, two, three, or at three, or at one? And then it just, <laughs> and then it just dropped it. <laughs> no shot. We got a uh, shot of, uh, with it, but yeah. it, it's kind of a bit blurry. Yeah, the YouTube, yeah, they, they should check it out, you know. And, yeah. uh, me at my age, and still thinking, maybe a small YouTube star, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, why great. not? You, you get recognized in the toilet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Well, when I you did. when you come to a show like this, yeah, uh, everyone's seen the YouTube video. Yeah. Wherever they may see you, maybe in the toilet, they oh got they got to get a picture, right? They can't yeah, control yeah. themselves. <laughs> 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 oh my god! No, you guys got some great videos, and anybody listening, you got to check out the Aplos uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, it's just awesome. Google Aplos. You'll get to the the app on the the, the the whatever store you're on the the website. I mean, yeah. it's it's really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. Well, thanks, guys. Anything else you want to get out there before we get out? Uh, just, just keep following us, and you will be surprised. Yep. Uh-huh. No All right. Question. Good deal. Never yeah. a dull moment with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you guys for yeah. the past few days. Yep. You remember yeah, last yeah. night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a blast. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. All right, guys. Hey, safe travels. Remember, yeah, yeah. Okay. remember this morning. Oh, yes. I remember this morning a little more. <laughs> Appreciate you guys coming by. Okay. Thanks. thanks. Thank you. Right, we're winding down here. Winding down, getting to the end. Yep, but I'm excited to have this conversation. We've got Gregor with us. Yeah. Gregor, why don't you just do a quick self-introduction, you know, name, who you're with, and kind of what you do. All right. Uh, my name is Gregor Wilhock. I'm a market manager for cloud solutions and geospatial. And my focus is on essentially defining the strategy for where geospatial goes with our cloud solutions. Well, this is a big topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so where is Trimble going with their cloud solutions? Yeah. So essentially, at the moment, a lot of our solutions are desktop-based, and the data is getting bigger and bigger. Sure. The 
collaboration aspect is a, a core focus. So we want our relatively complex geospatial data to be available to many users, distributed teams. So a core focus is really getting data into the cloud. That's mm. the first focus we have. And then based on that, make that available in an easy to use environment to as many stakeholders as possible. So uh, uh, is this in development? You have something kind of ready to roll out or is it still evolving? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, probably all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we, we do have topics in development, certainly, um, but we also have capabilities and solutions already out there in the field. Okay. Um, maybe to wind back a bit, Trimble's following the strategy that we call connect and scale. So Trimble has a lot of distributed solutions. We are working to bring these together. Focus is on basically user-centric workflows, getting distributed workflows pulled together, data pulled together, and so focused on the user, focused on data, and having basically that enabled through cloud solutions. Yeah, yeah. and, and what, what problem is this solving for people? Yeah. Um, a lot of the, the issues that people face is the amount of data, being able to manage data, m knowing where data is, what the latest or the right data set to work with is, sort of having access to the right data, and then having access to data at the right time, also being able to, to make decisions fast. Um, and then probably also a big one is the usability aspect because a lot of our systems and solutions are built for surveyors from a survey perspective, mm -hmm. so they become quite complex. But now, with that amount of data available, we want to be able to pull in more and more different types of users, um, so we need more easy-to-use environments. So, do you think there's more of a benefit for the, the traditional surveyors that are using, or, or the new, maybe non-surveyors, to make it easier for them? I don't know if I would say there's one versus the other. I think we, we enabled both of that. So okay. To give it a name, we, we've got Trimble Connect as one of the core products that enable yep. our cloud workflows. And it, it basically functions in a couple of different ways. One is it, it's used as a CDE, a common data environment, which allows us to get data from the field to the office through the cloud and also store data in the cloud. So that enables the traditional surveyor to have data and projects in the field uh, in the cloud to be used in the field. So we can pull data down, um, we can make sure the field worker has the latest design, the latest data set to work mm. with. Yep. Um, so that is really targeted at our traditional survey customers. Mm -hmm. And it's all updated real time, right? I mean, yeah. there's no lag. Yeah, it, so, exactly. so it, yeah. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but then that, that takes away the, okay, come to the office so I can give you the, the latest calcs and the latest drawings, and then you go out and you collect all the data, and then you got to come back, and then you got to download it, I got to get it from you, and then this is just all in one space exactly in, in real time. Yeah. And basically, instead of carrying over a USB stick and putting it into the field controller, you can tap into it, the field it, controller. It's and just say, there. Yeah, pull, pull the data down. Yeah. Interesting. So is it a subscription-based application? Yeah, Connect is subscription-based, um, and yeah, basically de mm -hmm. depends on what kind of model you have. If you've got Trimble Access, you also can get access to Connect through the um, maintenance that you mm -hmm. purchase for Trimble Access. Um, but then we also have subscription-based options. Gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. gotcha. 
And that's that's more for the let's say the other aspect of Connect um, because Connect is essentially two things in one. It's a collaboration environment, which is a cloud-based app, and the CDE aspect. Got um, it. The collaboration aspect is the part that's more focused on let's say not the traditional surveyor, but maybe more at a survey company or the stakeholders of a survey company because Connect allows you to bring together BIM data, survey data, um, reality capture data, like scan data, bring all that into a representation of your data and share that with different stakeholders in a pretty easy to use environment. Awesome. Uh, talk a little bit about your background. How, how did you get into, you know, how long you've been with Trimble um, uh, and, and how did you get, you know, how did it evolve into where you're in now? Yeah. So started with Trimble in 2010 and came into Trimble as part of an acquisition. So we um, uh, worked for a startup in Germany that produced a software called eCognition, which is image analysis or data analysis software. Um, I came to that. My background is actually forestry, so I studied forest oh, Okay, science. all right, all right. Um, then I joined Trimble in 2010, um, worked in that whole range of data analysis, data processing, info, e-cognition, photogrammetry for, for a couple of years. After that, in 2013, I moved over to the US, uh, joined Trimble with the headquarters in Westminster, and also moved over to the hardware side of things. So okay. at that time, focusing on rugged handhelds and looking at the other side of, of Trimble, in a way. So you really spread out the between the back end software development and the hardware end too. That's yeah. a pretty big spread of, uh, of of the industry. Yeah, and that's that's pretty neat about Trimble is you 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 can basically open your horizon, work with different groups, and and then we're we're dispersed around the world, which is great. right. Yeah, sure. And it's good to have that background too. Yeah, to, especially doing what you're doing now to have a better understanding of uh, why it's important. Yeah. Yeah, is it a uh, is it like proprietary to Trimble? Can other equipment users have access to this cloud? I'm glad you're asking. I didn't I didn't mention that. So, the connect and scale strategy that we follow also is a platform strategy. So okay. it's it's the, the clear focus of Trimble is to build an open platform um, so that all the capabilities and, and functions that we bring to the cloud are accessible through an API. So development-wise, we're looking at an API-first strategy um, to then open it up to customers through development environments. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Very good. Very good. What are you excited about? Like, as this evolves, like, what's yeah. the next phase? Um, I think at the moment, most excited about the, the ability to, to leverage Trimble Connect from a geospatial perspective because it, it started out from more the building construction side of things with BIM collaboration. Now we're more and more bringing survey data into that. And we also see the effect of Connect and Scale at Trimble because Connect from a surveyor perspective is probably not well known, mm. but we actually have 30 million users active in that really? system. Really? Yeah. That is a, <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> wow. So, so it's, a, it, it's a stable solution that's out sure, there. Sure, yeah. Um, and now we can leverage it to bring our expertise, our data into that established environment and, and basically leverage it to, to expand, to get survey data out into the hands of more subject matter experts, like an electrician needing to know how much whatever cable he needs to install something. Sure. Along those and, lines. and I just think immediately on like when you get into machine control in the construction industry and, you know, there's usually somebody that needs to come and set it all up. But if this is now cloud-based right. yeah. and you can, like you said, have that, that collaboration aspect, then the engineering group can actually 
it's all and it goes straight into you know design changes and everything else i, I mean man yeah, that's awesome yeah yeah. yeah yeah so this cloud everybody's talking about is it just limitless amounts of storage is there a there's got to be a limit because there's like servers somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, but then you're getting into the. We talked about this once. The the names of bytes that you don't know, no one else knows. Right. That's that's really bad. Like you know, yeah. millions past Terra or whatever those ones are. Yeah. So from from our perspective, it is sort of limited, limitless because yeah. if you, if you compare it to the traditional methods where our customers would stack hard disks and ship hard disks around from whatever yeah. Dayton yeah. to <laughs> North Carolina or something. Yeah. The cloud offers you much, much more storage than that. And, and we need it because looking at how many petabyte of data our, um, yeah. our scanners are producing, right. um, you, you need that, that amount of storage, yeah. really. Petabytes. That's the one after Terra, one. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and now we're in that, where that's a common term now, is yeah, that yeah. We're, we're in that, at that level. Yeah, yeah. And, and the cost we, of storage has come down. Oh, sure, yeah. It used to be outrageous. And, and the, other, the other aspect that we're looking at is not only, let's say, focusing on the storage aspect, but making the data also accessible. That's, mm -hmm. that's an important aspect, because sure. if you store it in the cloud, it's one thing. Let's say, upload the last file, download the last right. file. Right. Um, that will be your Dropbox type model. Yeah, but sure. What we need to do is add a bit of smarts from a geospatial perspective mm. to then make that data accessible so you can actually find the right data set in the cloud and work with the data set. So that's a, a big focus that we have at the moment. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, anybody can just throw it up there, yeah. but if only one guy mm. can get it back, or then it kind of defeats the purpose, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What else? Got anything else you want to get out there? Just trying to think. Yeah, I mean, the, the other aspect is, is that whole streamlined workflow. Um, oh, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Because mm -hmm. we, again, we're leveraging Trimble Connect to make it easier in the cloud or, or from an office computer to, let's say, partition, define data for the field so that when you're in the field, you don't have to sort through a digital model and identify uh, what are the, the objects I need to, or the model objects I need to stake out, for example. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can tap into the cloud, create right. um, only certain groups, download that or, or access that, filter it out, and then work only on that data. So, And you're saying that, that can happen all in the field? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have access, uh, Trimble Access, our field software, has access to the Connect backbone or database and access to some of the, the user, graphical user interface elements, essentially, so we can leverage that capability of organizing data and then, um, yeah, visualizing only that organized aspect or that filtered out aspect. Mm. Great. Good yeah, stuff. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Good to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, thanks for You're stopping welcome. by. Enjoy the what, what's left of the show. Yeah. Safe travels. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks. thanks so much. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> Oh, man, we got a couple of good guys here that I'm really excited to talk to this morning. Um, this may be our last interview before Might we be hit the, the road. Might be the last of the day. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm excited as well. That's been a good three days, I Amazing can say that. Amazing three yeah. days, for yeah. sure. Uh, so let's end it on a high note. Absolutely. What do you think? Yeah, sounds Perfect. good. So we've got Alex and Mike with us, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Alex, if you'd like to go first. Yeah. Uh, Alex Paulson from Amco. Uh, we're a drone robot underwater solutions provider. Cool. So we deliver all, all kinds of systems and sensors uh, to corporate government clients. You say underwater? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. And Fine. where are you based? In Stockholm. Stockholm. Cool. Awesome. And uh, Mike, how about you? 
Uh, Mike Workman, I'm the uh, sales director for Emerson in EMEA. Um, my role is to obviously look after the business of the EMEA region, bring on new resellers, work with our existing resellers, uh, and just grow our name and yeah, within the region. Yeah, how long have you been with uh, Emerson? Two years now. Two years. Two years, which is quite a long time, considering we started in 2018. So we're sure. still, you know we're still a startup or yeah. semi-startup. Yeah. yeah. So were you in the industry prior to that? <clears throat> yeah, prior to that, I've worked for um, a few other manufacturers. I worked for Leica. I worked for Geoslam for a small okay. time as well. Okay. And then prior to that, I was actually from the industry, so I've been a doer, as I call it. Sure. Um, I used to be a chief surveyor for a company called Morganist. So okay. After some running tunnels at Heathrow, etc. Cool. Et cool. Yeah. So what do you love about Emerson? Um, what I love about it is what we do. Is yeah. the, the passion for me is, is the autonomy side of things, and what we're driving, what we're pushing forward. Um, <clears throat> the industry is, is heading this way, you know, the autonomous solutions that we offer. Um, every time I see our, our system, especially fly below ground, I'm like, oh, wow, it's yeah. back, you yeah, know, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and what's your relationship with Alex then? So I look after, well, I don't I look after Alex. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> after Alex yeah. so I, I came on board Alex was obviously on before I joined okay. so we built that relationship up. Um, I'm here to support Alex really and help him uh, succeed in his business that's my primary role yeah. yeah and you've had a lot of experience using the uh, Emerson yeah. technologies right yeah Yeah. talk about that a little bit kind of the applications that uh, that you you know had success with yeah so uh, I, I've, I've done about 28,000 drone flights wow um, started flying underground in 2015 and uh, underground environments is the worst place you can fly in uh, there's dust dark uh, yeah. water all kinds of things that you don't want to fly in um, we were doing photogrammetry and shafts and crashing a lot so we needed to find a system that could fly in these environments and uh, the hover map the Amazon uh, builds is incredible yeah I've flown about a thousand flights underground and I've crashed once. No, oh, wow. Uh, so, I mean, it, it works. Yeah. And we have clients using it every single day. Do hundreds of scans a week. Yeah. That's super impressive. Sure, sure. So it sounds like it was a game changer. I mean, what, what problems uh, did, it, did Emerson solve with, uh, with this? Um, getting into areas that you can't access otherwise. Um, these are dangerous areas. You can't send in people. Um, previously, you'd either leave it and just go somewhere else because you can't enter, uh, yeah. or you send in large mining equipment. Sometimes that doesn't work. Uh, now you can enter these areas, get an idea of what it looks like. Uh, you can calculate structures and a lot of things around that and get a complete different view of your mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the, uh, the hover map or the Emerson, like the, the unit or whatever, yeah. is so uh, flexible. There's so many yeah. different things you can do with it. Yeah. So that's one thing that I really love about the hover map. I mean, you have laser systems from all kinds of providers, but the versatility of the hover map is amazing. You can use it on the drone, pop it off, walk around with it, yeah. put it on a backpack, put it on a car, lower it down the shaft. Yeah. The, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, just however creative you want to, you can yeah. be with it, you yeah. know, within reason, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you want to add to that, Mike? I think what Alex has said is, is you know, 100%, we started in the mine environment. We started in the mine environment. Yeah. And the idea was, you know, our, it's our customers that have driven where we've gone as a direction, as a company. Mm -hmm. 
obviously fully autonomous and then people are saying you know I want to use this above ground I want to do volumetrics with it I want to do conveyor scans I want to do XYZ and, and they push the boundaries and that's what's driven us from a dominance in the mining space into other spaces now into the AEC space where we, 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 we're testing you know, not testing the water we're proving that we, we have a system that is capable yeah. in, in every environment really. yeah yeah so you got to get pretty excited when you see you know your customers using it for these various things and like you know they come to you and like oh my gosh we used it for this application uh, what are some examples of, of that um, well, the first one that was game changer was uh, we had a mining customer that have uh, ore passes where they drop down ore to the uh, lower level before yeah. they bring it up above ground and these ore passes break because the mm. iron ore is heavier than the rock so they, they break and become huge mm. and previously they would and they repair these by filling them with concrete and before they had no idea about the volumes of these so they would estimate and to plan the concrete filling is extremely hard when you don't know how much concrete you need. Yeah. So now they can do volume calculations of these and know exactly how much concrete they need and plan accordingly and know exactly when that shaft is able to be operational again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing what they do they can do with it. Yeah, and from a, a safety perspective as well, right? Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you said, allowing you to access some of these areas before that maybe were too dangerous to go into or whatever. So yeah, total total game changer. That's exciting. Yeah. Very um, much so, yeah. Alex is also a, 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 a reseller for Boston Dynamics. Okay. We're okay. working to fully autonomize that solution as well. Yep. We've uh, yesterday we demoed an, an AL, well, an AL3 or a full autonomous solution, which was called Tap to Walk, uh, which was, for me personally, I, I couldn't believe where it's capable of doing. It. It's wow. awesome. Talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, when you say Tap to Walk, is yeah, that... what does that mean? We, we weren't there, unfortunately, to see it, but I wish I was. <laughs> so Boston Dynamics solution, obviously, spot is controlled from remote yeah. control. Um, that's awesome, but you've got to be within a certain range of the, of the... And Alex is the expert, so prompt me if I'm going wrong. Yeah. So you've got to be within a certain range to actually control the unit. What we are doing is, you know, whilst we can fly a drone, we're limited in our time of flight from batteries. So the next evolution for us is to is to take that autonomy and pop it onto Spot, the Boston Dynamics, and increase the range of what we can go. Also, we can reduce the size of the width that we, of the mines that we need to get into more challenging environments that Spot can approach. So the future for us is, is, is awesome. Really. Yeah, really good. so cool. Yeah, it looks awesome to watch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we see those things walking around here all day long. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that now they have different sized dogs. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's amazing. And yeah, we were talking with uh, with uh, Stefan. Oh yeah. About you yeah, know yeah. the be, the ability to put put the the Emerson product just right on top and it just goes and it, it, yeah. it seems like an amazing combination. It is fantastic. Yeah. So what are you what are you excited about next? Obviously, the evolution onto spot, um, more autonomy from us. You know, we're going to get faster, we're going to get smaller, we're going to get lighter, um, and the, hopefully, the, well, the industry will change towards the autonomous data collection. Um, that's the exciting future, I think, for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Alex? What are you excited about? Uh, the autonomy, for sure. Uh, I mean, now you can fly. We can fly beyond communication range, beyond visual line of sight, in underground environments or any environment, but taking that to the next level of removing more and more of input from the operator. Got so it. leaving the hover map to do more and more decision making on its own. Hmm. Uh, artificial intelligence. Absolutely. Yep. What do you got, buddy? 
I don't know. My, my mind's blown, man. It's been three <laughs> days of just the most amazing Cutting conversations, especially yeah. guys like this that are really, awesome. really doing doing some yeah. really great stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Anything else you guys want to get out there? No, nothing at all. All good. Thank you. All right. Well, thank yeah. you for your time. Yeah, appreciate you guys stopping by. It's awesome. Thank you guys. Yep. Thanks for coming. Take care.